Welcome, guys. Welcome to a Wednesday special. Uh, we're excited to have you guys here. This is going to be a little bit of a different change of pace right now because uh, today we kind of want to talk a little bit about mental health. We've had a lot of things going on in the last week. Uh, the floods in BC being one of them, our mm-hmm. first snowfall here in Alberta. We had the time change not too long ago, so it's getting darker. Everybody has that sad or seasonal effectiveness disorder. Got the Kyle Rittenhouse decision looming over everybody as well. There's a there's a lot of darkness around, and I think that it's time to just kind of open up and have a conversation about... Mm. We've touched on in the past that this is a great outlet for us, and during the pandemic, we've used this as like a way of almost making it so that we don't go crazy. <laughs> um and thank you guys for that. I definitely appreciate that aspect of it for sure, where we can come and have a conversation and kind of forget about what's going on. Even when we're talking about what's going on, it's it's almost in a meta sense. So we get to separate from it a little bit, at least emotionally. But, yeah, that uh, makes sense, yeah. But yeah, um, Ev, I, I, I kind of threw this topic at you mostly just because I've had kind of a bummer of a week and... I uh, just kind of wanted to explore that a little, but, uh, no, bro, it's, uh, it's, it's something that a lot of people struggle with. And I yeah. think being in the age of information that we're in now, uh, you can really look up any mental illness and, you know, a lot of people self-diagnose that way, you know, they, uh, they'll watch a TikTok video and then associate, you know, a lot of what mental illness is with what actually goes on in their life. And a lot of people actually, figure out that they've been struggling with things like OCD or ADHD or, um, you know, other mental disorders. And it's, it's a shock to a lot of people, yeah. you know, when, uh, you're a fully grown man or woman or, you know, yep. um, and you discover that, wow, I've actually gone my whole life just thinking this was how normal people think. And, you know, the more you, dig into that or go down that rabbit hole it it really answers a lot of struggles and questions and tribulations that a lot of people have in their life and you know it's a, it, it could be a very powerful moment or it could be a real shitty moment uh depending on how you look at the outcome i mean i think the the beautiful thing about all the information that's available is the fact that there's really no secrets anymore if you really want to know the answers to something you can find it yeah, and I think that as long as you flip, keep your sources. Yeah, because I was going to say the flip side to that is yeah. because there's inf- like there's information now, on both sides of every subject. It's this is where the IQ level can really fuck you. Yeah, because it is very easy to be tricked. Yeah, it is very easy for false information to carry such weight as for you to change your life decisions and the people you associate with because you feel this dopamine release by fucking solving a puzzle. That's yeah. not how the world works. You need to consider the source always. But I, I think if you can it's logically understand that, <laughs> I think if you can logically understand that, uh, there are sources out there that are incorrect and you need to validate what you're reading. It's a beautiful place to kind of do a lot of self-discovery. Yeah. And I know I want to really have a conversation about Q and conspiracies and stuff, but I really do want to keep this on mental health because... Well, that plays uh, into it, man. Like, one of the reasons why they're as popular as they are is because they give you a simplified, like, uh, how the world works for dummies. That's really what Q is, right? Answers. 
Oh, it's it, not it's supply chew- issues. It's the lizard Jews that and, live in the sewers. Yeah, yeah, but well, that's a real there's thing. always an easy, easy answer. And if you if you dedicate that little amount of thought into literally sitting there thinking, hmm, are there? Have I seen a lizard person? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, all you all you need to do to understand how <laughs> do I have any Jewish friends? If that answer is no, get some. They're great. But but one thing that I found really interesting, and like like you said, I'm going to keep it on mental health, but I, I'll just touch on Q shortly uh, or, or briefly here. Is Q, the interesting thing about Q is it spans IQ. So uh, mm-hmm. they've done studies on the members that are in it, and it spans political diversity, background, educational background, um, and all of that. But mm. it's <clears throat> a lot of it is because, and and the way I, I've I've actually just kind of thought of how you can how you can explain how a Q person thinks, which is why it's so attractive for anybody. Have you ever have you guys ever read like the choose your own adventure books? For yeah. me, it was it was it was Goosebumps growing mm-hmm. up. I love Goosebumps, right? I love Goosebumps okay. too, man. Yeah. yeah. So there, is, I can guarantee you, and I'm going to look in your eyes when I say this. When you've chosen an adventure, there's always one finger back where you made your fucking choice. Yeah. 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 That's cute. That's how they make they make their decision. They go to that page. Oh shit! Did that actually happen? Because they're going to come out and go. Oh, the world's going to end, or JFK Junior is going to show up. No, did that actually happen? Never mind. I didn't say that. I'm going this direction. They flip right back to where their finger was this whole time. That's how their cognitive dissonance works. Because you still finished the book. You never convinced yourself you died. You didn't just stop and put it down and go. Oh man, that sucked. I only read seven pages of this. You know, 128 page banger. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, no, I'm done now. So. That's how Q people logic their way through it, which is like a child. But that actually goes on to another point because most Q members have uh, a huge stranglehold, I would say, on the people who are more exposed to media and didn't have a lot of chance to learn how to discern between what's well, true. Well, this is what happens when you teach children by multiple choice. Yeah. Well, you not just multiple an choice, but fucking standardized <laughs> test, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, you have a generation now that... Uh, honestly, Gen X sucks. Well, I, like, yeah. How many, how many 30 or 40-year-olds do you know as a 30-year-old? How many other 30-year-olds do you know? Well, quite a few, I would say. Really? Yeah. I don't know any 30-year-olds. Really? I, they, I don't know any. Well, like I, all, all of my other peers. Other than you. I, yeah. It's, yeah, no, I just... Well, I mean, we're... we're I know 20-year-olds. We're often recluse. We can't go anywhere. Like, we don't have... <laughs> we, we have the highest education and the lowest income out of anybody in history. And mm-hmm. and we often now, because we're in our 30s, have children. So we have no income. So all we do is work and and that's it. So there's a reason you don't see us. We don't have time for anything else. Our lives suck. Yeah, you know what? That's mm. true. So like I I think that that's that's one of the things that kind of brought me to this conversation topic was just like we were talking off air a little bit and I don't need to get into specifics but just some of the people that I I work around are so inherently difficult to be around and yet because of the situation we're in I can't just leave like even if it's the right thing to do for my own mental health because it would fuck my family and my family would say leave like my 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 wife and my my daughter my, but my in daughter some ways anything, but. <laughs> what's what's good for you is good for the family a lot of the time you know yeah. and it's just I, I we the other thing we mentioned off air too was the this I, I, we mentioned it on air is this pending fucking food insecurity and all of this and mm-hmm. that's that's where my head has to be at so well whether or not in the short term like the next month or two would my would my head probably be better off out of it sure but the ca- catastrophic fucking end game that that could result in 
would be devastating if like everything has broken down by at that point. And I'm not saying it will, but even on like a, what a 2% a chance of that happening, I don't want to gamble out of way. So I, it's, it's a difficult time right now. Um, but yeah, I think that hmm. you, you were also mentioning, uh, some, some tough stuff, just doctor related, which got you in your head a little bit. Yeah, man. And it's, it's really, <clears throat> It's it, yeah, like you said, you wouldn't take a two percent chance on um, losing everything. You know, I, I I get that, and you know, I, uh, I I've been faced with having a surgery now on a you know part of my body, and there's you know I, I think maybe a three to five percent chance yeah. of mortality. And you know, when you when you just said that, it kind of hit me a bit, and it's like, well, fuck, <laughs> like. Well, and this is something I don't have a choice about. And, yeah. you know, I, 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 I associate a lot of mental health to fear of action in a lot of ways. In some regards, a lot of people get stuck between a rock and a hard place and they choose the hard place, you know? Yeah. And, you know, uh, there's, there's really no right answer to leaving that job and trying to start something and possibly failing or continuing to hate life in a place that makes you feel like a failure. Yeah. I think it, the hard part is if you're, I love, I love the, the imagery of like literally stuck between imagining, like if you can put the image in your head of a rock and let's put, call it a hard place or a bad place to be, your options are learn to embrace the bad place or start pushing that rock. And the problem I find is, and I'll just speak from my own personal uh, experience <clears throat> When you are down and you have no confidence, the the prospect of pushing the rock and exerting all of that energy to only then have to have no energy and still face the darkness is the part that you really gets you down and makes you go, why don't I just suck it up and give up on the rock? Hmm. And I think yeah. that that's where my head's at right now and it's hard to get around it. And I'm not saying I'm stuck in any kind of permanent sense, but that that's the feeling i have right now where i have to kind of just accept it because i'm gonna have other people pushing on that rock in a few months Mm -hmm. and i know that i have a team coming so why would i exhaust myself now to potentially not be able to help my team down the road right i i have to just be patient and wait but i think maybe in a lot of ways your emotions are tying you to the situation And, you know, I think in a lot of logical sense, the amount of freedom you should have at the employer that you deserve would far outweigh, you know, staying there for a team of people that are ultimately going to be miserable, regardless of any action that you take. I mean, you've explained to me several times that, you know, the work situation, whatever, uh, isn't, isn't great. And I think like if we're touching on mental health, a lot of people struggle with having a shitty boss. Well, and shitty bosses don't realize the amount of fucking <clears throat> mental stress they put on their entire team yeah. because they are the pitfall in the entire operation. We are not working in normal circumstances right now. We are working in a supply chain issue, pandemic shortage uh, with inflation. And no employer is stepping on over the table and looking at what's under them. They constantly say, well, bring this table up. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> that's it's perfect. Lift this table ten percent more than you did last year. I don't give a fuck what's going on in your life. 
ten yeah. percent. I don't raise. give a fuck what's going on in your life. I've got shit too. They always say that. Yeah, you know. And the fucking thing is, the reason why they have shit is because the guy above them is doing the same thing. Well, and there's there's no there's no win to this situation when, like you said the other day, capitalism is having a hundred grapes. Yeah. You could easily give everyone ten. But they choose to give the one guy 15 and have everyone fight him for him. Yeah. Where did the grapes come from? Well, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's that, our, my conversation back to if we were to burn it all to the ground, we attack the banking industry first because that's where they came from. Yeah. And right? I think in a lot of ways, the system we've developed gives no fucks about mental health. Well, of course it doesn't. Right? And... It actually would be... So we, we touched on it once early on in our, like one of our early podcasts, but one of the craziest shit was connecting fucking literal psychopathy to success rates within capitalism, mm-hmm. right? And the, the less empathy you have for, for people, so if you don't feel empathy, the more successful you will be in business as long as you don't get caught it being unempathetic now because that's a new fa- feature but that feature didn't well it always existed but it was always easier to pay cops off to not say anything or to have ndas signed which still ha- is the case Cash. but now there's camera phones everywhere so Cash. it's a little bit harder to get away with it even if you pay one person off there might be a another person you didn't pay off that goes ha, i'm gonna yeah. leak this shit and then they'll yeah. cancel you well, I think, well, I think that's well deserved yeah uh, but oh in many cases yeah. I, I i think that if you really look at just how that's set up, where we're literally rewarding people that are complete and utter sociopaths, I mean, I'm all for the free market. You, you heard oh, I it know. first. <laughs> but I, I think there needs to be some semblance of maintaining some social order, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I think that in a lot of ways, touching on mental health is one of those things that you just can't be capitalist about. You can't say, oh, well, that man was born disabled. Uh, looks like he's going to starve next week. Um, hopefully his parents can support that. Mm, cheerio. You know, like, this is, like, how, like, you, you open... Uh, or on the Christmas... Like, purely the Christmas ca- pure level capitalism you, cannot you, not be non-eugenic. You open the Christmas Carol, you know, you, you read that book, which was written literally... Hundreds of years ago now, and there's still capitalists behaving the same way. Oh, you will not have Christmas off. Yeah. Oh, fuck your family and Tiny Tim. Huh. You yeah. know, like it's it. They're like that book was written 200 years ago to literally criticize what we keep doing. We just don't do it in our own backyard anymore. That's the problem. Everyone around us is happy. Everyone around us is getting new cars and new things they can't afford with credit they never had. Do you want to? You want to know something very fucking odd that? not a lot of people know about did you Mm. know that from 1907 to 1929 the united states practiced eugenics oh yeah and it was copied by hitler and in that span that they sterilized over thirty thousand people yeah and what they were sterilized for was uh so they had a couple of different things but imbecilic behavior Mm. was built into it so they were just they said three generations of imbecile is two is two generations too many and so they would sterilize people for being below below average intelligence at the time. Well, and, and Hitler what, what, referenced that during his uh, well, Ger- Goebbels who decides referenced it. that. 
Well, exactly, right? A, a, a test? Well, and I find it. That yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> who's who's who made the test? Yeah, I mean, probably like, not a very sane person. What if uh, what if you just didn't speak English and the test was in English? Well, so many people like. I mean, what we have about modern psychology, like most, like most of the early psychologists were downright fucking insane, right? Mm-hmm. Like Freud, Freud wasn't even a, a psychologist. He, he, he was a, a biologist, I believe. But, so he didn't actually have any, any background in psychology, but he was also a, a rampant pedophile, which explains why he thinks that children wanted to fuck their parents. Who was this? Freud. Sigmund, Sigmund Freud. Freud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Skinner used to, uh, he would he would raise children in what they called a Skinner box where they would put fucking like children in a box and you weren't allowed to commu- to touch them or give them any kind of love or attention or affection because that would create a better child who is more self uh, self actualizing. Um, uh, like like the, <laughs> these are these are where we get our psycho- psychological training. Like people like so the only time you I see have a business person... degree and a and a law degree, but I spe- I studied psych more than anything uh, in the first four years of school. That's what I that's what I cared about. Yeah and. Wow. Yeah, it's fucked. But when you look at like mental health from that standpoint, like what I'll say is in the last 20, 30 years, mental health awareness for especially uh, women has gone uh, through the roof compared to where it was. So we've seen uh, improvements relative to where it was, where we see movements now coming out, supporting um, women for uh, for you know speaking out against sexual assault in the workplace, things that would really oh, de- just, demolish just, their mental health over the course of times, right? Just horrible. I mean, you, you know, I, I really don't want to follow on the tails of that. That's just a horrible, horrible thing to have to go through, and yeah. just to have society literally just cast you aside. I mean, well, like, why do you think all these women are just so done? with how the things work now. I mean, yeah. have have a have an honest conversation with a middle class white lady today. Sit down, have coffee, be like, "Hey, how's it going?" Nothing good. No. Nothing good, nothing good, nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. If especially if they're trying to just make it on their own and be an individual. Nothing is made for them, period. Yeah. And like they, they there's there's no lie about it anymore. We're just we just have to accept it. We yeah. just gotta be like, oh yeah, well that sucks. Maybe uh maybe get married, have kids. What what you don't want to do that? Oh. I think that oh. I, I, I I couldn't agree more, right? Like I think that that's, the fuck? How, how 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 is that your trajectory? How does that have to be everybody's? Like how how come everybody's pushing well, yeah, the next generation? Oh, you have to have kids. No, you gotta you gotta have a productive family. No, you, you gotta play in the system. You don't. The more workers you have, the less you have to pay them because you have less competition. People you have should. more competition for jobs. It's a capitalist ideal to have more children. But but here's the thing: I think people should now start looking at ways that they can sell their shit and fucking put it away sell their kids i was like who <laughs> get the fuck out of this system because it's not going to continue and it's not going to continue well it's not going to be fair for anybody yep. especially if we try to make it fair for everybody you know what it though if we put work. a date on when we thought it was going to end we could probably get some followers and have some fun with this you know shit, i don't want to put a date i don't want to be that guy i don't know i know i'm just saying we could sort of set up a mega church we could have our own private <laughs> yeah. private jet mega church I'm i've okay always with. wanted to be the head of the church of christianity oh, because i'm goodness. like the name just christianity <laughs> oh. oh no i uh that's that's a I had honestly 
always wanted to be one of those televangelist guys. Yeah. Just like it's a calling, I think, and it, I, I can't, I can't fulfill it here in Canada. It's just not. Well, but yeah. like if, if if this was Texas, it would be a whole nother story, whole nother, whole nother story. Yeah. If I had that accent, game oh, over. Yeah. And, and all those dumb people that just believe anything you put in front of them. Oh, I mean, man. it's just especially it's if you're confirming mine. their held beliefs. It's a gold mine. We're like, our God totally believes that the election was stolen. But <laughs> you know, to, <laughs> to 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 kind of sit there and go back on this this mental health thing. I mean, it's 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 not something that any employer is going to care about. Uh, you know, kind of how I brought that up. It's not something that society is built for. Well, and I think um, why I brought up the the women thing was actually to kind of switch gears a little. Was was that it's great that we've seen this. I think that's a good thing that we're starting to see the awareness happening more about it. But one of the narratives that's kind of come out of that, which has been a huge issue and I think has fractured a lot of conversations with men is this not all men, men conversation. And it's true. We, the saying not all men is dismissive to women and their experiences because men are enabling a lot of the time. And Mm -hmm. I was speaking off air about a friend of mine who's, who, who, whose father, um, allows certain language to be used around him by, non-minorities and how that is an an enabling uh, behavior. But the problem is, is that me as a white guy to tell him, hey, you're enabling assholes is me, (laughs) me almost mansplaining racial behavior and trying racial racial defense mechanisms to him. And so there's no way to actually play it properly. But what, what results from this is that you've got a lot of people who haven't been the culprit that is the direct the direct um recipient of the the attacks that we're seeing from women so that these men a lot of men are not people who are going out of their way to be rude to women and they're not that kind of person who are being jerks or being creeps on a regular basis they may have one or two things that comes off the wrong way um and again i'm not going to be dismissive of it but the 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 issue i find is that a lot of the time that conversation about what the man's going through isn't allowed to happen. And I think that there's a growing issue when you see how men are tied to what they do. And we have massive uh, discrepancies in terms of how well, it's also our job. Our jobs security is going away. And like men historically have all like last names come from what the person did. Yeah. Historically, it was from what the man did. And so you weren't, you weren't John Carpenter, you were John the Carpenter, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't about where you are. Our identities are tied inextricably to what we do as people, mm. whereas women are what they do for humanity, right? That was, one, one is childbearing, one is labor-bearing. That tends to be how we're viewed, right? And we've seen, I think, a lot of movement away from seeing women just as childbearing as they've gained the marketplace. But I see that mostly because there's, there's money to be had there. There's money to be had from the the machine. The machine gains when more hands uh, jump in and start working, and so it's profitable for women to have a relative set of equality and to not be seen just as childbearing. It's not profitable for men to not be seen as exclusively labored. Yeah, I, I, I get that, and I think a big part of that problem is the fact that we were you know, raised to believe things that just weren't possible anymore. And, 
You know, I, I, I mean entirely that in a quizzical manner, because you can't sit there and have the family values from the 90s be pushed on you by your father and saying, oh, you need to do this, this is what a man does, a man just needs to work. When I'm out of the house, you're the man of the house. Yeah. That, that's how I was fucking raised. Yeah. You know, and now you you can't assert that in any conversation with a woman. And I don't really know how to be a proper husband sometimes because that's all I had as an example. Yeah. And it's it's an archaic example of how things used to be. And I think a lot of men struggle with that because they see themselves as good people. They see themselves as good at what they do. Yeah. And what they do brings the money in and then they have to deal with all these other issues. Like they weren't ever in the household, uh, you know, sharing the chores, being there for the family. And it was just something that we never saw our dads do. At least I didn't. My dad worked his fucking ass off. He was home when he was home. And when he was home, it was just I, I had I had some time with my dad and it was really special. Yeah. And, you know, it was it, it's just something that. When he came home, it was there was everything was right. You know, my mom worked her ass off to maintain a great house. Yeah, you know, she always had dinner on the table, no matter what. I could be home at like two in the morning if she was up. There'd be something. You know, <laughs> like, that's just how how it was, and like I was sold a lie because I want nothing nothing but that in in a relationship. But women aren't that way, and they never should have been. And the problem is now we have a whole generation of people like me that look at relationships as to that and it doesn't exist and it never should. It was transactional, right? Exactly. And that was the, that was the biggest thing is that like people are like, Oh, how did these guys, how do these people stay together? And you can talk to them. And a lot of the time it's not love, it's respect, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's transactional. They're business partners. They, the reason why they can stay together is because they didn't have a choice in, in the back of their mind, divorce is akin to the ultimate sin. So they quite literally do not have a choice in their head. They are, they're together. So they have to find a way. So what is it? Well, it's I, negotiation. It's compromise. I wouldn't put it it's always towards religion. No, I no, mean, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not category well, no, but historical that. marriage, which oh, means sure. two white people. So I mean, if you for got sure. married before the sixties, you were doing it for God, right? For the most part, like there wasn't a lot, a lot of, uh, and nuance in the I West. I just don't want to taint this with religion. I don't want to tape it with religion either. All I'm saying <laughs> is that the you have that was the institution you were going into. So whether yeah. you were religious or not, that connection was there. Divorce yeah. was stigmatized on a level that was like poisonous. If you were a divorced woman, you were considered like used and soiled, right? Like that. It, it was. It, it's not an attractive feature, right? Mm. Um, and so I think that there there's some aspect there that's kind of un uh, interesting. I will say that I think that my father's uh, relative openness um, is probably what made me a little bit more on the left side of things in terms of like being aware of my emotions a little more. Um, just my dad was, I mean, my dad's a published poet and he's pretty open with his emotions. He's pretty, I mean, he worked his balls off too, but it wasn't, and my mom, you know, kind of same idea was a, a homemaker almost by default just because life decided to get in the way she she, yeah. she made decisions like i want to be home with my kids and so i'll start a daycare at home to oh, me I that's entrepreneurial that, that makes sense right like as a kid i didn't appreciate it much because other little fuckers were playing my shit but <laughs> yeah i can i can appreciate no, it now my, looking uh, back at it my mom right? was a full-time nurse yeah and she worked nights sometimes and my dad would be away and you know it was it was it was like that you know and yeah. i think we all have different childhoods, you know, and that's still 
what a lot of us associate how to behave in situations that we don't understand. Yeah. You know, because that's just what we're like, we're evolved learning from patterns, right? And we see the pattern of what our parents do, and we associate a lot of the issues that we go through in a completely different time yeah. to what they did back then. And it's just not possible. Well, no, we've you got can't. to a point where we cannot surpass the amount that they consumed. Yeah. We can't. We can't be a better capitalist society without having slavery literally weaved into the entire system. Well, and that's what we're also finding is and that when they rewrote the books, they wrote out the parts that included them enslaving people exactly. across the world. And these right? issues like, we have with our supply lines, there's scarcity we're going through right now. And I mean, yeah. how, how much is all systemic to people want their fair share? Yeah. Well, and that's not scarcity, too. We were kind of briefly talking off air. Oh, I know. There's the not goods exist, it's just getting them to people. But there's also goods that just aren't getting produced because they can't be, they can't because get to the people fast enough. Well, but but I that's mean, the it, thing it is it like when you have one of you, the other, it's all tied together. Well, this is this, this tells me that it's a failure of government because government is the is the cre- is the one who, who government hand, got us out, here. No, but but. They're the ones who hold out the carrot and hold out the stick. And clearly the carrot was always good enough because we were getting our supply. Right now there's an issue and a carrot's not going to do it because we can't afford to give them a carrot anymore. We can't keep giving them fucking money. So we have to have the stick of a threat. Right. And that's not happening. The government's mm-hmm. not coming out and going, uh, hire 50,000 more people. I don't give a fuck what you need to do. Do it. There's mm-hmm. enough people to work. There's enough trucks that you can get moving. Move them. We don't care. If you're going to throw out 30,000 liters of milk in Abbotsford uh, that's viable, then you're going to get charged for illegal dumping. See, I mean, because it might like make them pay. What for are they going to do? Absolutely, though? but like, what are they going to do? Though they're you're just going to bankrupt business, and then they're going to want to only trade with the black market. Yeah, they're bankrupting themselves anyways. What we need them to do is to fail, so the that those roads ba- are flooded. How are they going to get the, the food? Ro- right, yeah, roads so don't exist right, right now. now. That's a unique challenge. But the food supply. But the problem but, is, but hang on, hang anytime on. that there's a unique challenge. It's just, oh, this is a unique challenge. If this happened in the East Coast, if this happened anywhere close to Ontario, where all of Trudeau's special voters are, there would be fucking trucks lined up. They wouldn't even know what the fuck to do. They'd just be there. Well, yeah, because so the, money's the only there. reason they don't give a fuck about what's happening in Western Canada. Of and course. this is where all the supplies come from. And we're feeling the result of lack of government action and yeah. the fact that they're inflated douchebags that only want to line their pockets with business that doesn't work government funded business doesn't work what we've worked better is to say okay well the government's going to give a humongous subsidy to whoever can figure out how to get the food here we're going to pay by pound and basically make privateering done all of a sudden no supply chain issues but but here's the thing why didn't the private industry do that because there was no there the carrot there there's no profits in i don't know why the private industry but there's no stick to force them to do it they're not going to do it because it's not profitable enough. Mm. Right? Well, this is where a government needs to get involved. Exactly. They need to produce the stick. They need to threaten them and go, here's the deal. That food is Canadian's food, and mm-hmm. we've been paying for it forever. So either you're going to get it to its end destination, or we're going to expropriate your business because you're not doing it properly. Right? Because it's a failure on their behalf. It's to a get failure food of the roads us. they pay the taxes to maintain. But, but what? Uh, yeah, so. So you're going to tax so, them hang more on, hang because on. they can't use the roads that you've provided actually, for them that's, with their that's, tax dollars? That, so here's here's where it goes another level. And, and I know this is going beyond mental health, but, the, but, but hear me out for a second because this all ties into actual taxation. In 2001, in British Columbia, mm-hmm. they stopped doing clean burning. 
Clean burning is the process where you you find plots of old growth areas where they're dried out timber and you burn them in a very controlled, regulated burn so that you can add uh, add back to the soil. But further to that, by controlling it, because because burned uh, burned ash actually then replenishes the soil on the top and allows grew, uh, uh, new trees to grow uh, within it. Okay. So it actually it's it's connected to old indigenous ways of of maintaining the land and, okay. it, and it's very functional. And in 2001, they stopped that because it's expensive to have specialists going out to all of these areas to uh, to control it. What they did then instead was just deal with it. Let the and the problem burn. is like, is Jesus. why we got a flood right now is the same reason why they got a flood in 1990. In 1989, they had a massive fire. Right? What happens in a fire is the root system that hold up all the riverbeds fucking dissolves. And so the riverbeds now can't stabilize. And then you have a massive fucking onslaught of water, which the lower mainland always gets. And now we have massive floodplains. This is all predictable. This was all def- this was all preventable. And and so no I actually bring it back to the Ministry of Agriculture in the United or in in British Columbia who would be the fact responsible. This has for happened it. again. Just proves that government is useless. But here's the thing: why it's are not you paying taxes. Why, why 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 did they do that in the first place? They were lobbied by private contractors to be able to go out there. They didn't want to have to then hire these expensive. No. Exactly, but money <laughs> money in capitalism is a voice, and you were just and given up. There, there, was the first flood. there was the first flood that could have said, hey, guys, we need this back. But no. Well, no, of course not, because it's, it's the next guy's fucking problem. It doesn't matter to them. <laughs> it's all short term thinking, short term gains. Again, it's, bra- it's yeah. baked into the system. Yeah. But and you know what? It's all it's all because the people that are running things that are really wealthy are absolute sociopaths to tie this back yeah. to mental health. There's no like empathy. You said there's no empathy there. They don't they don't give a fuck. They're yeah. not going to be alive. They're 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 in their 60s right now. They're going to be like, well, the next flood's going to happen when I'm 120. Not going to be alive then. <laughs> yeah. And then they literally just take it all to the bank. And then it's future Canada's problem. Yeah. And, you know, this is like I said, there needs to be some semblance of logic in the government now. And I I think if we're printing the money that we're printing and we're creating all this inflation, which is also giving them more tax revenue. No one ever talks about that. Inflation raises by 5%. So does the tax revenue. This is just taxflation. Well, that's uh, only assuming that the, the if the, a house is more, you spend more on the house, the government gets more money. Yeah, but that's Bread's assuming more, that you spend more on the bread, the government gets more purchasing money. Purchasing happens at but the same frequency, GST, which it doesn't. So it, it, it but how, how do you mean that? You need to produ- you need to purchase certain things to live. Yeah, but that's people, well, yeah. So on 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 essential goods for sure, but yeah. uh, government actually makes significantly more money off of luxury good purchases, which decrease massively when the middle class takes a shot. Also, not the not the case because a lot of people that are wealthy tend to write them off and then they get that tax money back yeah but then it depends so, on how you're defining wealthy right like middle class well the middle class is where all of the tax revenue comes this from is through true. consumerism and it shouldn't right? be that way no of course not but that but right now in the world we live in that's the case and the, so when the middle class takes a shot like you're asking where the 35 year old uh person is i think like, you keep we we're fucked that's where we are we're we are yeah, paying our taxes no, I, we're not I, getting paid well <laughs> I, I agree with that man no i just i, I really think that the only way forward here is to keep doing what we're doing. We got to literally unionize more. I, I think that in a lot of ways, the only way this system can survive is if we protect our working rights and our rights to not starving, to not 
you know, letting these corporations literally just use us. I mean, talk to anybody that's worked at Amazon and tell me that is a great place to work. I mean, maybe for the sociopath that's running the place that likes seeing people pee in bottles. Yeah. I don't really see a positive outcome to working at Amazon. I haven't heard one. I haven't seen one. Other than their commercials, I I really don't think Amazon is a beautiful employer at all. And the funny thing is, when they went to Germany and they said, yeah, Amazon Germany, congratulations. They were like, yeah, unions only. That's the only way. Otherwise, fuck off. And then they were like, "Uh, unionize Amazon Germany. They're like, sure. But the problem is, no other country really did that. Yeah. Now, why, why couldn't America just say, hey, you want to make these billions of dollars and literally close all these small businesses? Like, how did not the one economist is seen say... As socialism and socialism seen as toxic to it's they, not, bo- both sides of the political it's not, extreme. extreme. It, it, like, this is just that's stopping... They, it's seen, though, because that's mm. how it's marketed. Oh, for sure. Right? The marketing. And, that's, and that's what the it comes marketing. down to. The marketing. But it's marketed to them by both sides of the political spectrum you know, because neither horrible, of them want any unions because they both are having their pockets lined by the people who are anti-union. And these are the real issues. And the problem is, like, you brought it up in the beginning of the podcast, and I, I know it's a huge issue, this whole Kyle Rittenhouse yeah. shooting. Yeah, I wanted it's to divided, know your opinion on that. It's divided the entire country. I think the, the kid shouldn't have driven across state lines with a rifle to go to somewhere he shouldn't have even been to in the first place. And I really don't... I really question... You know, how laws written in times of fighting the British can somehow correlate to being able to literally shoot three people on a street on in a, in a state that you're not even living in. I understand it's only 17 miles away, Tucker Carlson, and that's more than people's commute, less than most people's normal commute, I yeah, should but say. Either, either but way, it doesn't you, matter, you right? You literally are a 17-year-old kid that grabbed a rifle and thought it was a good idea to stand up for what you believe in, mm. go to another state, and shoot three people. Now, I understand this is two, this is two issues to me. Him doing the self-defense that he did under the laws that they live in, he got off. But if you yeah. look at why he was there in the first place, what he was doing there, what brought him to make that decision, that's what's wrong with the country. That's what is rotten with America. And the fact that that is okay and that is protected is disgusting. Okay, I but, see it as multiple issues, too. So because the, the I'm issues, sure there's several issues more to issues. the next one is the fact that he walked up to the police officers as an armed gunman who just murdered people uh, in the street and, uh, and was not dealt with as an armed gunman. Mm. He he was not like the police. He wasn't pointing the firearm at them. Doesn't matter. Um, was he pointing yeah, the wallet at them? Because that's all it takes for a black dude to get gunned down by the cops. Well, yeah. Like okay. the, the, the end yeah. of the day, there, the, there the, was that's the, a, there's, there's ta- it's, it's a tactical situation. Yeah, I there mean, was police you, interaction. You, you, there was police interaction. If you have an the whole, armed gunman coming up, he was a police officer. But, you put your gun on him, you get him on the ground, and you disarm them. That's that's normal. That's normal protocol. But if someone's armed, you don't want to escalate the situation by pointing a firearm at them. It's a lot easier to communicate that situation. So you escalate by high fiving them. Well, no, I, you, the, the situation was already. Escalated. Kyle Rittenhouse walking towards the police at that situation so after you don't shooting three him, people. Just to make sure. Oh, absolutely, you handcuff yeah, him. You but don't take his gun away. I like take his gun away for like, sure. But, but this, but what I'm saying is like the reason why I don't give a fuck about the actual. Like, it's not that I don't give a fuck. I give a, a serious fuck about the actual. Like, what happened? But it's that right there. The systemic differences as to how the arguments are made that that 
I mean, George Floyd no, guaranteed. was if he considered was a, black a, cr- guy, a if he was criminal a black man, while he being been killed shot. on the ground. And then these people were considered yeah. criminals while being killed on the ground. And, and then disgusting. this white boy with a fucking gun is not being considered, is considered a criminal. No, no, like that, that's, that's insane. Yeah. The dead people are being called criminals <laughs> because they're black. It's fucked. And, but, but it's the, it's that, it's the relative power imbalance that has my mental health fucked. Mm. watching these clowns get away with it why is it always on us to deal with it i mentioned how one of my one of the people i work with so can't so can't control himself that he used the n-word in front of me three different times now i rely on this job and and and, uh and this uh and the income and he's in a position of power over me to a degree and i the person I am is someone who will call people out at all times, and yet I have to bite my tongue for my own family right now because of the position I'm in, which also makes me an enabler. So I'm now, I now I'm self-hating. I hate myself for allowing him to get away with this. I hate myself for putting my uh, for being in a position where I can't make decisions that align with who I am uh, and what I think is right. But further than that, I hate the system that forced me into this position, and so there's. There's a lot of fear I have that there are people less stable than me feeling the same things as me, and they're willing to do something. And Why do you think there's so many school shootings? Well, that's in the States. I mean, I feel like we're starting to get... I think that we're going to start seeing it more frequently until we start uh, until some change starts happening. Because well, to, to be honest, I mean, if you look at the crime statistics in Edmonton, they've almost quadrupled. The amount of calls. In yeah, the, the last... calls have gone up, but mm-hmm. the weird thing is, is the actual crimes in the last year they don't gone have gone down they, over twenty percent. They, they don't have enough bodies to arrest these people. Well, the f- weird thing is, is it's not even the arresting. It doesn't matter. So, like in Alberta, like Alberta is already past the critical line of breaking in their legal system. True. So they they have uh, not filled. Mm-hmm. I think it was between twenty eight and forty six uh, crown prosecutor positions, and as a result, they're going to walk twelve hundred cases. So twelve hundred cases, twelve hundred people uh, uh, that have victims associated with it are going to be called those victims are going to be called and said nothing is going to happen because they just they're going to run out of time because you have two years to get a criminal case to the court Hmm. right and the problem is is the system doesn't want to pay for that because what do you have to do in order to do that you have to you have to extract more tax dollars in order to pay for the system and they don't want to do that the legal system is so expensive right and that's the 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 biggest issue why Exactly. It's expensive because it's it's the only industry in the entire country that's unregulated. There is no government regulation. Mm. None. It is the only industry that has no government regulation. They do self-regulation, and their self-regulation is a joke. If you go through all of their self-regulation, uh, like all of their ethics violations, 90% of them are criminal law lawyers. Why? Because they're sole proprietors who are attacking the system. You're not going to see some fucking tax. Like you occasionally see tax attorneys, but most of the time they're better than the ones working for the government, the private ones who are skirting all the money. So they avoid detection. Hmm. Right. So the, the system itself is designed to fail. In my opinion, the legal system is just waiting for, for like everything to crumble because it's not, it's not held up by anything strong or fundamental. Like hmm. the, the problem is, is in, when you have a financial system, if people don't have money, then they that are a financial system that's required in order to affirm rights. That if you don't have the finances, you don't have rights. 
And so that's that's the world that we live in right now. And the court system crumbling is going to be a huge issue. So we're going to see, I think, because we're still seeing police spending going up every year. That's a that's a fear because if tax dollars go, are going down, like the tax dollars that municipalities are going uh, are getting are going down, and what they're spending it on is increased budget for policing, not increased support for for housing, which we did get some. Thank you, uh, the, the only- Jason Kenny. Actually, did allocate some money after Sohi. Good job, Sohi. By the way, on uh, fighting for it, getting more money for shelters. For well, I'm happy he shelters. did that. I just don't know why we're doing a gondola when all these issues are still happening too. There's so many questions. Yeah. I, I just I, I think it's pretty. Well, yeah, so is not having homeless on the street. Um, hey, that, we're, that, we're, that should be priority yeah, one. That's that's getting. That's Are getting we going to put them in the gondola changing. at night and just keep it running? <laughs> no, well, you know, I, I, I was talking about the air. I was talking about the other day how they are putting them Can in you stand them tower. Easily? I mean, is, is that going to work in the winter? So many questions. I think we should actually put them into the back of the private restaurant that Jason Kenny and his UCP staffers were all going to during oh, the shutdown. That's a good idea. Snap. That's yeah. a great idea. Uh, and I in lieu of your property taxes, all the churches can now open cots. Where does Kenny live? Does he I have a, a guest house? Property taxes and have to open their back for well, costs. if they're feeding and housing the homeless. At that point, I'm fuck okay with you. It. They have enough money. Consider well, it, it depends on what you are, because a lot of the time operation. you're going to have like the little mosque on the corner, and they don't have any money. If they, and a lot of those times, those like I'm anti-religious on an extreme yeah. level, but eighty percent of churches, roughly, are doing positive stuff, mostly within their little community, but they're not hurting anyone. It's mm-hmm. It's those 20% that actually their congregations make up roughly 80% of the people. Those are the problems. Those mega churches, the big fucking yeah. institutions, those are the bigger issues. Yeah. But uh, the little guys, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with, with Bob giving a sermon about God if, uh, being, you know, a positive light. It's the guys who are like, and, and God hates fags and we got, we got to not have them. And, uh, and you're going to, you're going to take your gun from me or you're going to take my gun from but me. You're only <laughs> one generation away from from that becoming that and yeah. it's because you're believing a man in the clouds created everything in seven days and there's no evolution and say fuck you to science one, one it doesn't re- it doesn't work but that's why i'm okay with the flowery <laughs> ones because the people who come like the flowery ones are the ones who don't ever actually be- believe all of the shit mm-hmm. right they're because they're not like the weirdest thing is it's in, just one in of those psychology continuing it is only going to bring out more of the shit yeah, I mean, you're gonna have those flowery rabbis and uh, you know those those flowery priests and fathers that you know kind of skirt the system. And say, yeah, maybe evolution happened. The problem is, though, you read that book cover to cover, you can interpret it however really you like. Oh yeah, of course. and the same thing goes for the Quran. The same thing goes for the Talmud. You can read that book and create emperors out of complete rogues. It's, a, it's can, harder to do with the Quran because well, it was written at the time that it was actually sure. Taken. But they literally value a guy that was a barbaric murderer and literal rapist of his friend's wives. And a pedophile. Well, if if you translate it that way. Yeah. And everyone needs to go through that for the religion, go through a struggle like that? No, that's that's a struggle. I'm not not a fan of any religious whatsoever. And again, that's your interpretation. And I, I think that the reason why we look down at mental health in a lot of ways is because in religion, God made us perfect. If that person's imperfect, look at them as a creature of the devil. And that is honestly why mental health really wasn't viewed as an issue until more recently in human society yeah. because we literally wrote them out of just existing 
And the problem is with that, now that they're in our face and they have the same rights as you because we live in a somewhat rational system, they're going to demand having an equal life to you and they deserve it. And the problem is, you don't, you know, most people don't see it that way. Most people want to go back to the way the church, oh, this person, they want to treat them like a subhuman thing. Yeah. And any mental illness now is viewed as that. I'm not talking about, you know, people with cerebral palsy. Some of people with cerebral palsy, I even know, they struggle on a daily basis. But people with mental illness as well also struggle with just performing day-to-day -day tasks. And when you're working in a work environment that only values profit over, over you know, caring for certain people's issues, you, you really should question, you know, who you're working for and why you're there. But the problem is, like you brought up, you can't always leave. Yeah. And well, I find that the weird thing with mental health and mental injuries in general is that they're not, the as, uh, they're not as easy to see mm -hmm. and they're easier to discount because discounting people, having an enemy, there's a psychological study that, that spurred out of 2016 um, and was published last year, I think, um, talking about the connection between hate and a sense of feeling, a sense of purpose. And the weird thing is uh, uh, love doesn't actually provide you much in terms of a sense of purpose or drive as a person, but hate hate fuels a sense of identity. And so when we were talking earlier about lacking an identity for men, there's, it, there's a huge issue because when there's a gap, something's going to fill that gap and hate gives people uh, a sense of identity because you don't have to identify you either identify with what you do or what you are, or you identify with what you are not. And you don't, mm -hmm. what we don't want to have That's is a literally lot how of we got men. Pirates. Yeah. Well, we don't want to it's... have a lot of men fucking identifying <laughs> as I hate this versus I hate that, which is what we're seeing in the States. Right. No. Like, like, are you, are you a person who, uh, hates, uh, non-whites or are you the person who hate, uh, or are you the person who hates the people who hate non-whites, right? Are you, are you fascist? Or are you anti-fascist? Because both of them are hate groups. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just, they're hating either way because it gives them a sense of purpose, right? And that's, that's a huge fear. We need to go, we need to strip the requirement of like a job duty for identity. But the problem is, is like, I can say that I can't conceptually do it. And I know that I need to do it because I am not a fucking retail worker. That's just not my my brain. I know that that, but that's what I am. That's mm -hmm. what I'm doing. So it's not what I am. It's what I'm doing. And I got to change that language. I got to change the narrative because yeah. uh, you you brought it up. I think off air, maybe even on air, but just how you you appreciated my description of you as a storyteller. And I think it it actually probably is better for your mental health to call yourself a storyteller than it is a car salesman because if next week the car supply drops and you're out of a job, you're still a storyteller. You're not someone without an identity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge I thing, love that. right? I think that, but, I that's, that. but that's something that friends can give each other, but there's a lot of people who don't have fucking friends. Very true. And there's a lot of people who don't, aren't having the conversations they need to have to have an identity that's beyond what it is that they do on a day-to-day -day yeah. basis. All those 30-year-olds that are struggling right now with the family, come out to the bar. I'll, I'll buy a beer. There you go. Go see Adam. Go come come. Yeah. If you see like a six foot seven uh, bigger guy at Q Cigar Lounge, it's probably Evan. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Go no, talk to him. Uh, he'll yeah. he'll give you a nice cigar. 
Yeah. You know, I uh, I actually haven't been there in, in quite a while. I know but, it's uh, it's time. It's yeah. it's time. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. You know, it's the winter, and they have a phenomenal soup there. So. Oh, it, it it's yeah. a oh, yeah, phenomenal soup. Yeah, yeah. That's actually I don't even I don't I don't smoke cigars and I don't yeah. drink, but yeah. I fucking love that soup. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? It's a nice yeah. place to be in, even if you're not smoking. Yeah, like very friendly, loungy, no real smoke in the air or anything. Very ventilated. I think we should yeah. do an episode there. You know, honestly, I've always just, wanted to just set up the mics <laughs> just and have just a cigar, have, talk have about the cigar. You know. Yeah, you know, I, it's been a while. The, the funny thing is, there's always that group that has the skills that can bring down the entire system, and they tend to see the pitfalls in the system and make money of, off of it rather than make the system better. Well, what I and, was thinking about, and I kind of want to, I want to, I don't didn't know I was going to even bring it up on air, but I was like. I was thinking about that kind of idea where what are our skills and i was like man we could like if you've ever seen like we've talked about in the past restaurant impossible and those kind of things where they go in with ten thousand dollars and they fix everything and i'm like we could fucking do that minus the giving them the money they have to invest it but <laughs> or they give you a percentage of the business as a result yeah. but call it retail rescue because we could fix almost any retail store from a car store oh, to a clothing store. I, I negotiate Loving the that settlements, right? That'll be 40% of your business. We come in, we fix it up. Yeah. 40%. Well, well we do, we do like recon. 40%. For, why are you in New York accent right now? <laughs> oh, it's just fun. Well, you do like a flat fee to do recon. Then you give them a percentage bill and a debt and, and a completion date as to when you're going to have like everything uh, switched around. Yeah. And then you do full full scale sales training. Uh, I like re re uh, reimagining storefronts, things like that, where you can change everything up. I think that there's likely a demand for it. I also think that. Um, one of the reasons why those shows have existed for so long is because people identify like so many people have worked in the restaurants mm -hmm. and so they watch those shows because they're like yeah i've been there i've done that right yeah. and uh, so many people now in our age groups have worked in some form of retail sales mm -hmm. right oh, yeah. um or sales in general and so they would have that connection going oh i've worked that i i've been that person oh i can learn from this mm -hmm. and so they could learn from what we're doing so i think that there's even a tv show opportunity in there somewhere not maybe not like immediately yeah. but i think that that would just be cool yeah man I just, I'm just dreaming of a cool. world where I have more control over what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. Oh God, I've been dreaming. Yeah. I've been dreaming. Yeah. Well, they don't, they don't want to give it problem. up. And that's, the, that's the problem. There's all these, these boomers that just don't want to retire and just want yeah. to keep pillaging the planet. And it's just like, how about you go to Florida? I was just, thinking about this the other day. Just, like, you all get on a plane with your white pants and your white shoes. Get the fuck to Florida. Have a have a great time in Florida, yeah. and don't leave. Just build the wall around Florida. Yeah. And then and when it. we're eighty, we can go to Florida no. too. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's like the great Stepping beyond. Stepping over bones it's everywhere like, <laughs> because we left all these seniors to die. So no, 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 bones of like no, we, all we you got them, are fucking Tommy even Bahamas better, and even better. femurs. We let them run it themselves in their perfect capitalist system. We say, oh, hey guys, oh, oh. my conclusion is right. Exactly. We are going and stepping over Tommy Bahamas and femurs. And that it'll is be what a life lesson. It's like, well, that yeah. didn't work. Let's try communism this time, boys. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's beautiful. This yeah. is constant stream of old people yeah. going to Florida. Why are they going there? That's the great beyond. Yeah. Well, I think I came up with a hard and fast figure in my head. There because wouldn't be any bones, like, though, because of alligators. I mean, like, the whole environment cleans up its, itself. There you go. I mean, think about it. I mean, it just it's just 10 times the alligators, okay? And, uh, you know, maybe a few water buffalo to get the slow ones that kind of lead down. <laughs> and... Uh, 
you know, just just all you got is casinos and pools and just like <laughs> that's it, man. That's all Adam, you need. Adam strolls down there. Finally, he's like he's like seventy four. He's like I'm a Margarita, few years Margarita early, Margarita but machines. I'm going to Florida. I'm retiring early. And then meanwhile, like there's a there's the mystery of Gertie the Gator Girl, yeah. and it's like Gertrude the ninety seven year old, and she's like fucking. <laughs> she's got like ninety three gators on, top, and she's actually the whole. She's the kingpin of the whole capitalist society. She's been sending these gators out to go and kill all of her fucking political rivals. Oh my god! And this is actually how lizard people theory came out. Oh my there goodness. we go. Right. We're onto something there, man. Yeah. That is that is what we should be doing with our time. Coming up with ideas yeah. like that. Yeah, we'd be the new Alex Jones Fuck, show, man. Just, like, theories up, like, why is why did, why did Florida not do any health regulations with respect to COVID? Lizards. Oh, that they're makes the all most lizards. Sense. It's, yeah. It makes the most sense because if you're cold blooded, none of those health regulations matter. Is that why they like margaritas so much down there? No, well, probably. Like the, the diabetes <laughs> isn't enough. They need to literally shut their entire system down with a cold beverage. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Fuck. Oh. Yeah. Brain freeze at the same time. Man, like it's being delightful. a lizard brain freeze would last for like two days. Oh, like, yeah. think about that. Like, On the plus side, they don't really use their brains all that often. It's great. Oh, I'm the, yeah. the sun's going to get me. Yeah. Oh, I'm done. Just, just lay there on the sidewalk. What's wrong with him? You remember oh, all, those, all those, like, big lizards falling out of the trees in Florida from the cold oh. weather or something? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. You know what's so... It's amazing. So, I know we've kind of kind of gone all gone all over the place, but one of the things that hit me the other day was just, like, you know me and numbers and, like... I was just thinking, like, what's the hard and fast figure? The figure that, like, if you have more than it, I just look at you and I and I hate you. And it's so much lower than I thought it would be. Because mm-hmm. I was like, 100 grand a year for 100 years is more than enough money for anyone. Yeah. That's $10 million. I'm, I'm good if with you have more than $10 million, I fucking hate you. Mm. And that's not a lot of money. Like conceptually compared to how we can like we, we, when we look at the world, it's not a lot of money, dude. If you got five digits in your bank account, I hate you. Yeah, five like, digits. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's where I am. Five. <laughs> that's that's like a good savings account. <laughs> Ten grand. <laughs> Just lucky. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't have it though, man. No, that's I fair. don't. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Like it's 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 just one of those things that like how how can you save? How. Well, yeah, in our How? like, well, I mean, oh my God, how did, can did you, you did you see and, and, and did you see McDonald's and Chase to Bank got together to try and show how you could fucking live off of minimum wage in the United States working at McDonald's? And so Chase and McDonald's got together to show budgets for McDonald's employees. The budgets that they came up with were hilarious. <laughs> the rents were like half of what the rents were in the area. They didn't include internet, cell phone, or food. Well, you, you, don't, you, <laughs> don't, you don't need food because you get a free meal at McDonald's on your shift. Yeah. And you don't but need wait. a cell phone because you're going to be too busy at McDonald's working here, your shift. But here's the kicker. Remember Super Size Me? And what was the lesson in Super Size Me? McDonald's uh, CEO came out and said, McDonald's food is not intended to be eaten three times a day. So oh. you can't conclude that. You fucking can't. Oh. And so, yeah, no, this is what I love. You is need these a gym membership <laughs> if you're eating there three times a day. Can't How are you going to afford that? Yeah, you exactly. can't afford that. Yeah. McDonald's has to pay for it. The only answer is steal from McDonald's. Well, you, like, you, honestly, you wouldn't, need, like, you wouldn't if, need a gym membership if you had a recumbent bike that was connected to your lighting at home. And then your power is uh, paid for through your oh, hard work. There we go. There you go. Maybe if you just weren't so lazy. McDonald's. Literally open the till take out a hundred dollar bill that's how you feed your children today yeah. fuck mcdonald's it's insured <laughs> you know the more you can get away with don't do a big amount fast okay don't do a big amount fast okay this is don't <laughs> do a big amount fast don't play it too fast to lose literally 
five dollars here, five dollars there. Not not Actually, every day. But put it in a sock. I that actually, if you're the manager of a McDonald's, you could make a huge difference to the homeless <laughs> in your area. So there's a there's also a rule this. there's a rule with McDonald's where <laughs> they don't confirm complaints. Um, and I don't know if this is still the case, but it was for a long time. Where yep. if you made a complaint on a receipt, as long as you gave the receipt number, you could bring that receipt in, and it would be worth a free meal. So what you could do is, as a manager, create a policy where when people come in and buy it, have them give the receipt to the homeless and just pre comp them. Yeah, Meaning that, maybe don't steal from McDonald's. Yeah, no, yeah. make the homeless steal from McDonald's. There you go. That's, yeah. and that's much that better. way, well, it's not homeless stealing. It would be them getting the complaint gifts. Yeah, the complaint food. Well, but to me, like the company's already write off all of this stuff. Right? Yeah, like they, just fucking put Canadian it to Tire writes off all of their warranty products, so I don't pay for windshield wipers. Yeah, I'm a dick. I'll straight up tell you right now, I don't pay for wipers ever because reflex wiper blades can only come from Canadian Tire. So if I buy them and I put my old ones in the packaging and I say, wow, these ones were used and uh, <laughs> and I give them an op- Yeah, I'm John Stamos. Yeah, clearly. Uh, and uh, and here's a random phone number. And, oh, yes. And then all of a sudden I have free windshield wipers. At the end of the day, I de- it doesn't does impact them even slightly. this? Exactly. Like, well, can you do this with more things? Well, I mean, it everyone does companies. it at Costco. We well, can do. Well, you, you can do, do it with most electronics yeah, Costco's too. Costco's number one. For yeah, it, right? you can do it with most electronics too. If you think about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you need that new camera? No, no, no. Buy the new one. Put the yeah. old one in the box. But only do it to big boxes. Yeah. Please don't do it to like Rick's like CDs and electronics. Because yeah. you know if Rick. he's got CDs and electronics <laughs> on his name, don't he's fuck over already <laughs> Right? It's just my humble cell phone shop. Yeah. Don't fuck me over. Yeah. Well, we're we're coming up on an hour here. Yeah. And, well, you know uh, what? I think that the nice thing is, is we came a little bit more open at the end because we're not as down. We actually got to talk through some stuff. And I think that if we could put a bow on it at all, it would be that's exactly it. Have a conversation. Reach out to people. And it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be someone you know. Sometimes talking to a stranger, just like the person in line getting coffee, just going, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Like, it'll catch them off guard for sure especially it, in the states where you guys just really aren't that friendly if you're a conservative like, it could be someone completely left-wing and you know yeah. it doesn't have to be someone with hair you oh know? man I, I always thought that for years i know i never had a bald friend no yeah. i'm just kidding now uh, you got two my bald guys at, at the end of the day though like the only person <laughs> keeping yourself down is, is yourself sometimes yeah. and you gotta you gotta associate more around with the people around you because yeah I think, Honestly, I think I'll put it a little slightly different way. The only person who will pick yourself up is you. The world might get you down. A lot of things might get you down. But the only person that can really pick you up, the only one who has a responsibility to pick you up is you. Yeah. Right? And I think that's that's the part that if you can find someone to help, that's always that's always going to be beneficial. But um, at the very least, if you can't if you don't if you can't find someone to help and somehow you've stumbled across our podcast, reach out to us. We'll gladly call you in. We'll have a conversation with you and um we'll loop you into our little friend circle because why not let's yeah. uh let's more the more the merrier sure thing there you go well on that note we'll uh we'll wrap her up for today thanks for joining us on wednesday and uh we'll see you guys in a couple of days yeah tune in on friday for some extra special goodness yeah